All right. That is some crappy lighting. Holy shit. Yeah, it looks like crap, though. Wonder if turn the lighting, turn this on. It's a little bit better. Well, anyway, we're just gonna go live and deal with it. Uh, lighting's always been an issue with us, so. Uh, I think I, it was better if you turned the big light off. You think it is? Uh, okay. All right, we're just going to do it the first way, and it doesn't look great, but subject matter, anyhow, is at hand. Let's go ahead, and we'll go live on Instagram as well. Here we go. Cool. Okay, everybody. This is Benching and Bullshitting. I believe it's episode 26. I'm going live on YouTube and Instagram right here. Uh, I've got terrible lighting for the YouTubers. We're watching the, uh, the watching Walking Dead is right back there. <laughs> uh, with season 11 coming out. Well, the, no matter where I go, it's the lighting sucks. But um, that you're out here is because we don't have any power. In our oh yeah. Studio. What's up? Uh, what's up? Uh, what's up, Owen? Uh, uh, yeah, so half our apartment has no power. Uh, normally, I'm in the bedroom, which is, or the office, rather, but we have no power on that half of the apartment. It's been that way for a week and two days, so that's super duper, because we live in an awesome apartment complex in shithole, Dumfries, Triangle, Virginia, so that's what we're dealing with. So I'm out here in the living room. Uh, that's why the lighting is not great, especially for YouTube. I really apologize, but uh, yeah, this is Benching and Bullshitting. Uh, episode 26, I believe. We're going to talk about the weekend. Yep, we're going to get to that here in a minute. Talk about the weekend. Talk about the bench. Uh, not super duper. But I'm still going to talk about it and uh, some other things going on. So anyway, basically, uh, this weekend was not fantastic. Work up to uh, just over 1,200 pounds. I was trying to find an opener uh, for the meet in February. Oh, what's up, Taylor? Jim Boob. Hi, how you doing? Uh, and uh, didn't uh, I went up to 12:05? Hit it really well. But my forearm, when I when they took the weight from me, I felt like a balloon was popping. Just like boom, just pain. I was like, oh, okay, you know, that's I'm gonna call it right. I'm gonna take the W on this and just call it right there. So that wasn't great. I wanted to go a lot heavier, find an opener. But you know, it's just the way it works. And uh, I feel really bad about YouTube. <laughs> Terrible lighting. But again, guys, we're not in our normal uh, situation. We're out in the bedroom we're supposed to be in the uh, office but this is what i have to deal with right now anyhow so it didn't go great uh, i hit 1205 and called it and that's that's i know that's old news that's boring it's not exciting but that's that's all i did i did 1205 and called it uh wanted to go up to like 1300 to find that opener but it just didn't happen uh again i'm dealing with pain on the inside of the forearm here this inside bone right there the exposed part all that tendons running through here I've uh, been working with, I've been having that kind of pain for the last, off and on for the last two and a half years. And I'm doing everything in my power to get rid of it. Uh, last night I did heat, cold, heat, cold, back and forth, back and forth. Um, I took some of these gel packs right here. I had to, just happened to have this sitting near me. Uh, I've been fucking with it, <laughs> sitting here on the table. Um, 
I've got several of these. Uh, you can just buy these at freaking Target. I'm actually ruining this because, yeah, all the beads are starting to burst because I'm putting this one in hot water. So I have a hot water on the stove. I let this soak in the hot water, and as I'm icing, I take off, off the ice, go throw it in the freezer, and I take this out of the water, and I do heat. But, yeah, I've, I've actually – a lot of the beads have burst from being too hot, so you can – ruin this but it'll still do the job no matter if the bees are burst or not so there we go it actually has ah suggested heating time oops i didn't read the back so anyhow that's what I, that's what i was doing last night to get it to calm down um i've done so many different types of recovery tools scraping tens unit um heat cold cupping uh just anything in the world and it just won't fuck off which is really irritating oh jeff johnson what's up bud uh he says worked up to 905 on my band shirt and forearms swelled up like i've never seen before under my wrist wraps well yeah i think that's that's probably 100 pounds uh your, your highest weight in your hands by 100 pounds at least straight weight. i know you've handled 800 plus in your poly i think yeah that's that's gonna happen <laughs> welcome to the club it's gonna you're gonna, it's going to be con the heavier you go, the more consistently you go heavy, the more and more maintenance you're going to have to do on your body, especially the most exposed part of the arm during a heavy bench. The forearms right there, the forearms are totally exposed and to all to all the forces. So, yeah, that, that's just that's just part of it. Uh, hey, big man, I'm a big fan. Well, thank, welcome to the live. I appreciate that. Welcome aboard. Let's see. Michael Barbell says, any advice strengthening shoulders? I'm a big fan of healthy shoulders or strong shoulders. I got to close this uh, one little thing right there. What's up, YouTube? I just, I'll get to you guys in just a second. I had a, a box blocking the, the chat box there. Um, strong shoulders, uh, just balance, I think. If you work too much the front, not the rear, can lead to injury. I think if you do stuff overhead too much, that can lead to injury as well. Overhead work has absolutely 0% to do with all my training these last 18 years. I think overhead work is, is absolutely garbage. I think it's overrated. If you want to build an overhead press for the sake of having an overhead press, do it. But for benching, I think it's unnecessary. So train the rear delts like a madman. Don't worry too much about the front or the sides. Just train the rear delts like hell. That is my biggest uh, suggestion. Stone Cold Insurance Man says, direct bicep work eliminated my forearm pain up through 1,050, no pain anymore. It's when your triceps are so much stronger than your bicep, they pull on that tendon. I do hammer curls uh, after very heavy. Yeah, I do direct bicep work. Um, I do direct bicep work, uh, lightweight, high reps. Uh, I don't do barbell stuff because that just wrecks your, your joints, but um, – it's I've pinpointed exactly through working with Jericho at Alive by Design. Uh, the site of the pain is not oftentimes the source. So if it's sore right here, that means something above it is getting tight and pulling. And we've pinpointed the muscle belly here and here, these two muscle bellies. When we cup there, generally the pain goes away. But this time it's not. It's really pissing me off. <laughs> Let's see. Thomas, what's up? Angry fucking elbow now after two board volume PRs. Yeah, that, that sounds about right. <laughs> Join right when we were talking about my problem area, elbows. Dang, guys, elbows. Got to take care of the elbows. 
What's going on here? We got YouTube. YouTube is saying, uh, Table Combat says, I'm very impressed by the stuff you do. I want to know how much weight does Slingshot... How much weight does Slingshot take for the competition standard? I'm not sure what the... I'm not sure about that question. I'll have to reword. I'm very... I want to know how much weight does Slingshot take for the competition standard? I'm not really sure what that means. So I'll have to... If you want to reword that or ask it differently. How much weight does Slingshot weigh? No, he's asking... I want to know how much weight does Slingshot take for the competition standard. So I'm, I'm going to have him reword that. I'm not I, I'm not sure how to answer that. Ethan says, you were a strong big man. And one guy says, yo, well, thanks for uh, joining the live, guys. Appreciate that. we got bad lighting. If you're just joining here, I'm sorry. It's We're not in the office. We have to come out here to the bedroom because we have no power on that half of the apartment. It's been that way for nine days. Pretty fucking annoying. Anthony Poole says, how bad would it be to just wrap your forms and training just not on meat day with athletic tape or something? I have compression cuffs. Um, I've not used them, like adjustable compression cuffs for the forearms. I've just not used them because, like you just said, they're not competition legal. I don't want to get too used to having that extra compression here and then have it not be legal on game day. That's the only reason. <laughs> RGBP, hey, what's up, guys? Yeah, Jeff Josh says 100% agreed, not overhead. Yes, please. Why do people overhead to bench? I don't fucking know. It's just a thing. Like, people want to, they, well, they say that if you increase your overhead press, it'll increase your bench. It doesn't go both ways. They also say, like, benching will not over, increase your overhead press strength, but overhead pressing will increase your bench. I've never had that happen. It's, I've always just had soreness and pain and setbacks doing overhead work. So I don't do any of that shit. Coach Bob says, how much does your bench bar weigh? We use the F8 Customs uh, Sportcraft bench bar. They are 55 pounds or 25 kilos. There you go. I think I got that right. 25 kilo bars, 55 pounds. Uh, I've got three F8 bench bars, and I also have a 55-pound um, Sabertooth bench bar that was sold through Elite FTS for a while. Mike says, reverse band presses you do these anymore not really i haven't done a reverse band bench in years and now it's to the point where i mean doing a reverse band setup i mean the weight would be astronomical i'm talking like if i'm handling 14 1450 straight weight if i put a decent reverse band setup it's the weight's gonna be like 1600 pounds or some bullshit like that doesn't it doesn't it's i'm a little intimidated by that if you can believe that or not just <laughs> But uh, it, it kind of, you know, bands also want to speed the bar up, and that's not how straight weight works. So I, I stay away from bands mostly. I'll do chains once in a while now, but bands, fuck bands. I hate bands. Bands can bands are for the fucking birds, dude. <laughs> Jeff Johnson says, F8, by far the best bar. Just picked one up a month ago. Good. I'm glad you're using it. Um, I'm bringing two of my bars to Chris Jividen's meet, uh, February 4th, uh, the IPA meet that he is hosting. I'm supplying the meet with two barbells. Pretty, uh, pretty, pretty wicked. Uh, what else is going on in the world there? Uh, so yeah, we hit, um, I had two rep PRs. I don't normally do rep PRs so close together. Usually it's once every four to six months. I have rep PRs with 700, 800, 900, and a thousand. And I use the same piece for, for each one. I don't want to, that, that way I can keep track. So like, okay. Oh, you know, the last time I did 700, I got 20. 
and that was six months ago. Okay, I'm going to do it again. If I get 20 or more, that means my training is going in the right direction. And now the last time I did 700 this past year, 2022, um, I did 30. That was six months ago. And then just three weeks ago, I took it for 40. Pretty fucking badass. I was happy with that. That means something's gotten better. You know, my weight's relatively the same. Every time you use a piece, whether it's a ram, a Widowmaker, bench shirt, it gets weaker with every time you use it. Just anything man-made gets weaker the, the more you use it. That's why the human body is so fucking cool. Because the more you use the human body, the harder you push the human body, the better it gets. You push your engine too far in your car, it wears down and over time and gets worse. Human body doesn't do that. It improves over time with wear and tear. It's fucking awesome. So that's how I do it. Uh, Justin Jafari says... What's your best PR on 1K? I think I think with the Widowmaker, I've done the 1,000 for three or four. And that was like a year ago. So I – but going that heavy with a Widowmaker is is really rough on the shoulders because the Widowmaker is just here out front. It's just like a slingshot. It's, it's just right out in front. It doesn't encompass the shoulder at all. There's no shoulder coverage. So going up to a grand is, is really rough. But now that we got our 14-inch custom pad from Edge Fitness, um, now that that's IPA legal, which I highly recommend everybody do, get a 14-inch pad, start using it because save your shoulders. Uh, I might try it again. My next rep PR is going to be with 900 pounds. So I did 700 for 40, and that pissed so many people off. Jesus Christ. Oh, that pissed people off. And Jeff says the rep PRs are unbelievable. Jimmy, great job. Thank you. Oh, yeah, Thomas. I can remember every P yeah, I can remember everything. Like it's it's I don't keep journals anymore because it's just it's just all up here. It's just it's just part of me, <laughs> you know. YouTube, Coach Bob says some benefits differences you feel to reverse grip versus standard grip bench. Um, yeah, the reverse grip locks your shoulders into an external rotated position and you can't flare. It's all triceps or it's a tricep dominant style of pressing. Those are the two biggest benefits. Safe for the shoulders and it puts most of the stress back here where it belongs on the triceps. That's the biggest thing. He says 700 for 40 is unearthly. Just, they just jelly. Oh, well, fuck them. <laughs> Let's see. Um, but yeah, so then I did 800 for 25 this past Wednesday. I did that out of complete boredom and lack of direction. I went to the gym and Dina was like, hey, man, you know, you got this big uh, bench day coming up on Saturday. Why don't you just kind of take it easy? Don't do anything that's going to stress you out too much. I'm like, oh, word. Gotcha. I'll do that. And then I lost all my direction. I'm like, okay, do something that's not too heavy, but it's still going to be productive. So I was like, what the fuck am I going to do? I, I, I lost everything. I was like, okay, I don't know what I'm going to do now. So I ended up, I, I was warming up, oof, I was warming up and uh, I, I was just like, you know what, fuck it. I'm just going to rep 800 pounds and see what I can do. And the last time I did 800 pounds, six months ago, ironically, I did 20. And I'm like, okay, I want to get more than 20, got 25. Very happy with that. Um, I will, uh, I think I'm going to do 900 pounds the next time I go for a rep PR. I don't know when that'll be, a couple of months maybe. And I want to try. I want to try to get nine hundred for twenty. I think that'd be pretty fucking badass. Um, these are just personal things. These are not things I recommend. Um, 
These are not things that I use to build. It's more of a tester. That's what I use it for as a tester. Uh, seeing if my training is going the right direction. If, I, if my reps go down, the next time I try a rep PR, that means something's not right. I'm not going the right direction. Let's see. Uh, Tom says, you feel like trash talking the Fed that should not be named. I have some hilarious shit to share. If you want to share it, Thomas, go right ahead. <laughs> Wayne Sports Spy says, please keep pissing off the social whiz kids off. I will. I'll do it. You know, it's not even kids. It's like full-grown men. I, yeah, dude. I, <laughs> dude I, had, I had two guys going back and forth. One, and they're both raw benchers. One bench 350 and one maxed out at 365. And they were going back and forth just slamming me back. I was like, two 300-pound benchers were so pissed off that I was wearing a, that I was wearing a slinger for, for a fucking video. Jesus Christ, man. I, I pissed a lot of fucking people off, dude. Don't know why. I don't know what the big deal is. Um, hey, Jimmy, can you give some examples of row lat variations you find most beneficial and when in the workout are they done? I have a whole, I have two whole designated days for back. So Saturday, I do my shirted bench. Sunday is for lower body and shoulders. Monday, I'm off. Tuesday is my back thickness day. Wednesday is my secondary bench. And Thursday is my back width day. Okay. So I have two whole designated days for back work because it's that important. You can add it in to like after your benching, after your squats or deadlifts, you can do that. I prefer to have a whole day uh, designated just for back. Uh, my favorite movements for back are penlay rows from the floor, uh, penlay T-bar rows. So T-bar rows where each rep's off the floor, rack pulls, barbell shrugs, SSB high shrugs. Highly recommend. Uh, we have a Mars bar in the gym. I might do high shrugs with a Mars bar on Tuesday. We'll see about that. Um, seated pulley rows. That's it. I mean, those are my main back movements uh, that I that I do for bench. And I go really fucking heavy on all those. Tips on getting your name out there and possibly getting sponsored. Uh, you have to you have to put yourself out there. It's hard. I'm not good at. It. I hate I hate self promotion. I'm not good at it. If you want to get sponsored. You just have to reach out to companies. They're not going to reach out to you. Uh, I've been sponsored with three different supplement companies. I've been sponsored with Anderson Powerlifting and Titan at one point at the same time for years. Been an Anderson athlete for 13 years. Uh, I got sponsored by Anderson when I benched 700 pounds for the first time when I was 19 years old. When I benched 700, I'd, I'd already been in contact with Anderson, with Ken Anderson. And when he found out that I benched 700, I was like 215 at 19 years old. He reached back out to me and said, hey, I'd love to sponsor you. What do you need? And then from that point, 13 years, I've been with Anderson. Um, but that's the only time a company has actually reached out to me. So you have to reach out to them. Email, phone call. This is who I am. This is what I've done. This is what I plan to do. And this is what I think uh, a partnership could do for you as a company. That's You have to reach out to them. They're not going to reach out to you, I promise. Justin Jafari says, have you had any instances where you did a rep PR test and your reps went down? Actually, to this day, that's never happened. That's kind of cool. I've, I've, it's not happened yet. Um, the last time I did fucking 900, I did six. That was like a year plus ago. So I'm really excited to take 900 and see how many reps I can do. Again, everybody, it's not 
a great training tool for building a big bench. It's just a personal thing that I like to do to challenge myself. That's why I do it. And I'm really proud when I get a PR and I post it, then I piss everybody off. It's funny. They are children, men, but children. Correct. People on TikTok are the worst. Well, TikTok is disgusting and gross. So I don't know. on Instagram, though. Yeah, Instagram got, yeah, I put it on Instagram and I got fucking heat for like two weeks straight. It was fucking awesome. Okay, so Kama says, okay, so in two or three days, Tops, our national branch should should open up the bench, qualify for the nationals bench in fall 2023, still not have release qualify minimums. I addressed this to the whole board. They did not seem too happy about it. Well, yeah, how dare you question the IPF? How dare you? Is it true you do 100 sets of back a week? I used to do 100 sets of back uh, minimum. At one point, I had three back days. I had three back days a week at one point. Cause my back, I needed to bring my back up. Um, uh, so I, I had two bench days and three back days. Eventually, that was two bench, two back, and a lower body. And it's been one back day for the last probably eight months to a year it's not enough. So now I'm going back to two bench or two two back days a week, a width day and a thickness day. It's how the bodybuilders word it. But yes, at one point I was doing 100 sets of back per week. It was intense and it sucked. <laughs> Smash Cox, that's awesome. Says, "How do you do the shrugs with the Mars bar?" Well, you just like an SSB, just pick it up out of the rack and you just shrug with it like that. It's a high shrug, but not with a straight bar. I usually use an SSB bar to do it, but our SSB right now, the padding is completely worn down. It's just bare bar, and it fucking hurts. So, But the Mars bar is brand new. I haven't done it yet. That's the thing. I haven't done it yet. I might try it on Tuesday to see if it works. But you just pick it up and just shrug like that. It's, it's a high shrug. JC Highs. Oh, what's up, Ed? How you doing? I'm, I'm trying to catch up, guys. Dexter Bordeaux, they get so mad. It's hilarious. You're doing 900 for reps, Ed asks, after doing 700 and 800. Yeah, I mean, not not right away. I'm probably going to wait a couple of months. Probably about March, maybe end of February, I might try it. All right. Thank you, man. It's really appreciated. I'm currently 19, so knowing you got your first sponsor at 19 is pretty dope. Yeah. Anderson was my first sponsor, I think. And then slightly, and then right after that, I got with Animal, uh, Universal Nutrition, Animal, the, the animal products. That took a lot. I that took, that was hard. That took a long time. I was with them for six months. They were toxic. We got rid of that real quick. They were fucking shitty. I got with MHP for three years. They were fucking awesome. And then I got with Primera Sports for about three years while I was still a uh, Marine. That they were, they took good care of me too. And then they stopped making protein, and I'm like, well, okay, sayonara, since that's 90 percent of what I order from you guys, you're not going to make protein anymore. Okay, well, I got to end this because I need protein. Justin says your back was probably fried. It was. Thomas says so. We are supposed to sign up now for a qualifier meet without knowing the qualification standards. Sounds typical. Yeah, I'm so sorry. Violation for following any code on Instagram with that considered association. The IPF president replied angry without answer. Yeah, if, you, if you're IPF and you talk to Ed Cohen or take one of Ed Cohen's seminars or follow him, they'll, like, ban you. It's fucking weird. No federation is going to tell me what to fucking do. No way, dude. Plus, if you go and you compete somewhere else, they'll ban you for, like, a year or something like that. Like, what the fuck? What, what are you doing? 
Oh, by the way, I talked about this last week and I'm still doing it. I got my yellow canteen here from uh, Chad Ikes and this is my sodium water uh, canteen. I drink the element packets, LMNT. Um, I fill this up with water, add a packet. I drink it till it's gone. Whether it takes me the full day or a day and a half, I just sip it throughout the day. When it's empty, I fill it back up and add another packet. Element, my sodium content. When my sodium, when my weekly sodium intake is high, I get really fucking strong. Increase your sodium. Mm. Oh, this time I ordered the raspberry salt, and it's fucking good. <laughs> Ed says I wasn't in the gym today. Yeah, we missed you, bud. I won't see you. Have a good trip. Yeah, I'll see you uh, next week. Let's see. Bicep grind says. Do you separate the rear delts from the rows? Yes. Or do you just do lower, upper rows to also incorporate your the rear delts? Examples, accessory, rep ranges. Okay, so yeah, my rear delt work is completely separate. I don't consider the rear delts to be a back muscle in my brain. Maybe they are. Some people say they are. I don't. It, it's, it's shoulders, right? So it is completely separate. So my back day... My typical back day on Tuesday, my thickness day, I will do penlay rows from the floor, followed by either a rack pull, a block pull, or a really heavy shrug. Then I'll do T-bar rows, penlay style T-bar rows. And then I will do seated rows, followed by lighter, like straight arm lat pulls, or lighter uh, machine rows, just to add, add kind of a pump to the back, get some blood back there. I will do rear delts on my bench days. So like Wednesdays or Saturdays. Um, and then Thursdays I do back width, which I'm pretty limited. You have to pretty much do like pull downs. So I'll do like wide grip pull downs, narrow grip pull downs, one arm pull downs, uh, Cobra pull downs where it's over the head like this. Um, just trying to work the width of the back. So that's, that's kind of how I do it. Rear delts is completely separate uh, from, from uh, back. You also asked uh, examples of accessory rep ranges, failure rep challenges, intensity. Uh, so once in a while, I'll take a heavy weight or a mid weight on one movement of one set of the day um, and go fucking ham on it, extend the set, do rest, pause. Mostly I'm working with sets and reps of like five. I was doing the hypertrophy thing for a while where it's mostly high reps and bodybuilder style. Now it's mostly just really heavy fucking weight on everything. So I'll shrug up to seven or 800 pounds. I'll do rows from the floor up to like five plates. Um, do, you know, do the seated rows with the full stack and add a plate to it. Uh, rack pull, seven, 800 pounds. High shrug, seven, 800 pounds. Just in T-bar rows, like eight, nine or 10 plates. Just like a, a shitload of what the more back I can get on my, more, the more weight I can get on my back from different angles, the better. That's how I'm kind of doing it right now. Let's see. I got catch up here. Okay. Oh, we're, I think we're talking about the heels down. Yeah. What federation can you bench with heels up? Uh, IPA. I think APF doesn't give a fuck. Uh, RPS doesn't care. Those are the three feds I mainly, yeah, Wabdol. The feds that are lifter friendly, like, you know, IPF, USAPL, USPA, all the federations that are not a uh, lifter friendly, unless of course you're a raw lifter and some of those feds, but um, yeah, I know IPA and RPS don't care. You can do pretty much whatever you want within reason. 
Justin says, Rack Pull 2000. No, that's not going to fucking happen. No way in hell. Nope. Uh, I'm, I'm closer to, <laughs> I'm closer to handling 2000 pounds on the, on the bench that I am a rack pull, to be honest with you. That's right, Justin, for real. Uh, IPL two heals up, but I don't think you like them. No, IPL is the world governing body of the USPA. So I do not like them at all. It's the same rule, same bullshit. Sitch says, Keith, what's up? USPA gave me shit for a belt to strap me down. Dude. What are, you what are you supposed to fucking do? Oh, good grief. The stories I hear, like, from these, from a couple of feds. You don't, you have, I mean, you have legs, but you can't use them. Are you going to, oh, for fuck's sake. That's embarrassing. What the fuck, dude? <laughs> Jesus Christ. That just blows my fucking mind. They gave you, sh they gave you shit for a belt to strap me down. Go fuck yourself. That's what I mean. Like, what the fuck? Uh, let's see. What band shirt plies do you recommend for someone that benches high 500s in a poly? Uh, I would start out with a two. I would start out with a double ply. I would not go triple four. He goes all the way up to like seven or eight. I wouldn't do that. Uh, I have two double plies and I really, really like them. I really do. Uh, so I would just I would just buy a two ply. Uh, you can go through Anderson Powerlifting to to buy a two ply F8. Uh, if you go through them or you choose to go through them, uh, use my code Colbstrong at checkout. That'll save you about ten percent on a shirt that's like four hundred bucks. Ten percent is nice. That's like forty fifty bucks off something like that. I can't do math. So yeah, do that. Don't. I think a three ply might be too much. Let's see. Thomas says. Let's not talk about the finger band-aid that got mentioned in the bench talk with the 11,000-pound benchers. Oh, yeah. One kid was uh, squatting. And his second attempt, I think, it was a USAPL meet. He was squatting. He got three red lights because he, was, he had a band-aid on his finger. Yeah, true story. The kid sent me the videos. He had he was had a band-aid on his finger because he had a cut or an open wound, and they red lighted him for it, failed his lift. So if that doesn't say something, I don't know what will. Uh la, 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 let's see. Monday I hit my first four or five bench. Fuck yeah, dude. Single ply. All right. I appreciate all the content you put out. Well, I I I'm glad that you found value in it. I really appreciate that. Yep. I do. Uh single ply is near and dear to me. I'll be going back to uh, single ply eventually. I have a big single ply goal uh, that I have. And unfortunately, when I set a goal, I'm not going to stop until I do it. So I don't want to go back to poly. Trust me. But because I have a poly goal, I have to go back to it and, and hit that goal. So, fuck. <laughs> um, 1120 wasn't enough single ply. I need more. If you're hopping on YouTube, I, I apologize. We're not in the office today. I have terrible lighting. Uh, the office, uh, the, the second half of the apartment has no power. It's had no power for nine days as of today. So I really apologize for the crappy lighting. Uh, I'm answering questions on two different platforms. If you have any questions, please drop them in. We're just talking about uh, we're talking bench. <laughs> we're benching and bullshitting. Uh, someone said 1250 to 1300 in single ply. Uh, no, well, a little bit lower than that. I want to hit 1200. 
in single ply. That's my, I think that's, I think that's possible. Uh, going back to poly from band shirt benching for over a year now is going to be hard. It's going to be an adjustment period. Um, because of how much different you have to fire in a poly as compared to a band shirt. So it's going to be a, a very tough adjustment, but I want to hit, once I hit 1200 in poly, I will probably never do poly again, unless I go, when I go to full power, I want to do full power the traditional way with traditional equipment. So that will be the time I go back to like full poly benching and whatever. But for now, yeah. <laughs> Thomas says, yeah, Justin Kidd went for like a state or national record, got red lighter on all three squats for the band day they made him wear for the cut. Terrible. What feds allow band shirts? Wow. What what feds don't is a better question. I know USPA, USAPL, and Wabdol do not currently. Every other fed does, to my knowledge. IPA, uh, IPA I almost said IPF. IPA, RPS, UPA, APA, Christ, or APF is another one that does not. Uh, yeah, do, right, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, as far to my knowledge, the only feds I know that don't is USAPL, USPA, and APF. Every other fed, I'm pretty sure, do. Uh, let's see. Jason over on YouTube says, what's your opinion on speed work? I think speed work is for the birds, <laughs> to say it lightly. I think speed work sucks. I, I Speed work is garbage. I think you could do a lot more better things with your time than do worthless ass speed work. Like I'm not going to bench 1,400 pounds by doing speed work with 185, 225 with bands. And it just fuck that. No, it's, I think speed work sucks to be quite honest. Uh, Coach Bob on YouTube says, have you been working your farms and wrists with the mace and club? I have. Yes, I have. Uh, when my forearms are not sore, like right now, I can't do shit with my, with my forearms because they're so goddamn sore. So right now, yes, but not right now because of the pain I have right there. I thought you hate training legs, Jimmy. I do hate training legs. They suck. I fucking hate it. But eventually... I want to go full power. I eventually want to go full power. It's just going to be uh, sometime. I told everybody I made it public. I'll make it public again. But after I bench 1500, again, when I set a goal, I'm not going to stop till I get it. Call it a good quality or a bad quality. I don't know. But after I bench 1500, I, I, I could finally be satisfied with my number. That's a number where I could go, okay, could I possibly do more? Maybe. Am I happy with this enough to stop and pursue other things? Yes. That's the number. 1,400 is not the number. 1,500 would be the number. So after I bench 15, then I want to pursue full power. So I will have to eventually start squatting again. Do you have any squat and deadlift goals? Not not right now. <laughs> Down the road. Uh, 1,200 single plier Justin Nepali is going to be ridiculous. Yeah, I, I specifically want it to be uh, poly. Or, uh, I'm sorry, single ply poly. So you prefer the banded shirts now versus poly? Absolutely, Dexter. I, I, they don't. I mean, like, I don't have like chewed up skin on my arms anymore. Uh, I don't leave the gym with skin hanging off. 
I'm bleeding. Um, after a heavy set, I'm out on the floor for 15 fucking minutes. It's just, it's just different in a good way. But I also recognize the difference between the two. Um, so I, I respect poly benching a lot more now that I've done both. Because poly benching is worlds harder to get right and be successful and proficient. It took me four, or I'm sorry, it took me 13 years. I bet I benched in katanas. I benched in katanas for 13 years. Uh, single ply, double ply, triple ply, open back, close back, grid stitch, no grid stitch, double ply sleeves, triple ply chest, double ply sleeves, single ply chest. Uh, any combination you can think of, I've done with katanas for 13 years. Um, to go from my my first bench in a katana was 740 as a teenager, um, and then I went from 740 to 1120. It took me about 12 years to do that. It's 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 a, it's a pain in the ass. <laughs> Bill, I'm not sure what you keep saying with do. I'm not sure what you mean. World's slowest bench. Hey, the pain and dying on the floor is the fun part of poly. No, it fucking isn't. I mean, it kind of is, but it, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, I uh, just, I don't miss it. If, you, if you're, if you're uh, wondering, I don't miss poly benching because it hurts so goddamn much. And it's so fucking hard. And so, so when you see a successful poly bench, I just admire it because of how technically perfect it has to be or to be successful. If one thing's off, you're done. It's just, it's just, it's crazy. What shirt did you use when you benched 700 at 19? My first 700 pound bench was in a double denim Karen Klein. That was actually my first bench shirt ever. Uh, Adam Hicks as a teenager, as a teenager, Adam Hicks brought me under his wing, brought me to Blackstone's gym. I'm going to fucking sneeze. Uh, um, threw a double denim at me because Karen Klein was making shirts just west of where we were about 45 minutes west in Zanesville, Ohio. We were in West Lafayette and she was making bench shirts, best cut denims in the world, a denim. Yep. I learned how to bench in a double denim. That is what, and Adam Hicks told me, he said, Hey, if you can bench with this thing, you can bench in anything. It's been true to this day. Um, there's been a couple instances where I've had, I've not been able to make something work, but it's my fault. Um, I took a two ply, I took a two ply evil twin <clears throat> and had Kevin add a layer of katana in there. And, be, and because the katana material is different than the evil twin, they want to behave different ways. And I could never make that shirt work because of the difference in material. Don't ever mix material is what I'm trying to say. Um, but he taught me how to bench in a denim. My first successful bench in that denim at night, 19 was 550 in the gym. And then that same year I, I get up to 700 that's how i got sponsored with anderson i tried one when it first when i first started about a year and a half ago and it sucked yeah it does suck paul denim is denim is worse than poly which is hard to say what's evil twin evil twin was a titan product it was the evil twin of titan it was their multiply only line of equipment it was the answer to the call oh what's up cody what's going on um because Titan equipment's never really appealed much to the multiplier world, as did like Inzer with their Leviathans and SDPs and metal with all their metal suits and shirts and whatever. So and Titan's been very prominent in the single ply world. 
So they wanted to make a multiply line and they called it the evil twin. And they had like the evil twin psycho bench shirts and the boss suits made of evil twin material. I think because of supply and demand or they were required to the, the company they were getting the material from required them to buy like an absurd amount per order and they couldn't afford it anymore. So they just, they, they abandoned it. You can't buy evil twin anymore. They have overstock. You can still buy like things they have in stock still, but like they're not making it anymore. They're done with it. So that was a good initiative, bad judgment. Um, cold knowledge. <laughs> uh, it's um, I remember when they came out with the first one ever as a prototype and they sent me one when I was like 22 or 23. So they took them, they, they were sending me a fucking shirt back when I was like 23 and they just came out with Evil Twin like two years ago. Like it took that long uh, to the, for them to finally get it out. But hey, yo, Element, sodium water, y'all. Increase your sodium intake per week. You will, you will be happy with the strength results. Um, let's see. Justin says, Jimmy Kolb opens up bench press school. <laughs> yeah, we want to have, eventually we want to have the Kolb Strong bench barn. That's our gym idea down the road as a couple. We want to open up the Kolb Strong bench barn and have it be a, a barn in Ohio. Not an actual like barn barn, but like it'd be an Ohio thing because we come from the, the sticks and farms are quite relevant. Let's see. Evil twin material is not good, Paul says. Stretches real bad. It does. Think of it this way. When uh, Greg Powell was still doing uh, si uh, single ply and uh, poly, um, he would take a brand new single ply evil twin out of the bag at a competition, put it on, and bench with it full range. That's how fast that shit stretches out. It's not good. Dexter says the new Katana material multi briefs are awesome. Yeah, I don't have a pair of. I think you're talking about the Boss, uh, Boss briefs that are multiply. Don't have a pair of that yet. I, I squatted today. Believe that shit or not? Holy fuck! I squatted today. I threw on a pair of single ply briefs because uh, Chris had a Chris. Our buddy Chris bought a Mars bar. We're all like, "Whoa, Mars bar! Holy fuck!" And they all had suits and briefs on. I'm like, "Fuck!" I'll go grab my briefs. So I, I, got, I got my single ply centurion briefs from the car and did some squats today. It was kind of cool. Let's see. All right, kids. So today we're going to talk about leg drive. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for actually answering all of our questions, man. Well, I do this once a week. So hop on. Anytime you got questions, absolutely. Why not in a barn? Steaks, eggs, milk, chicken, gym, all next door. Perfection. Yeah. I don't know. I just don't want it to smell like hay. You know, I don't want it to be. Maybe it would, you know, maybe like build it. Like to look like a bar, but not like take over an old bar and, and convert it. Cause it might smell like animals and shit. Actual shit. Actual shit. Over right here on YouTube, uh, A210 says, how do you size a multiply shirt? I know that single ply is supposed to be worn super tight, but it is the same for multiply. No, you cannot wear multiply as tight as single ply. So if you wear a size 48 single ply and it's really tight, you want to go to a two ply, you have to go up to a 50. Each layer you add, you go up a size. So if you're a 48 single ply, you want a triple ply, 50, 52. Okay. Go go up in size as you go up in layers. You have to sacrifice this tightness for the extra layer. That's why a single ply can be like this. 
and a multiplier would be like this. You have you have to make them bigger with the exercises. Let's see. I need to catch up. Hang on. I'm right with you, Cody. Would you size down or one or two size? No, go up. You have to go up in size for multiply. Again, if you wear a 48 single ply, you want a double ply, go to a 50. You want a triple ply, go to a 52. Go up in size. Thanks for the reverse grip bench. Uh, Demaz says 225 for 100 reverse is possible. Yeah, I mean, I've done 225 for 73 back in March at the Arnold as, a, as an expo. Um, so I think 100 would be possible. I, I just don't train like that. That's the thing. Like, yeah, I've done these rep PRs recently with seven, eight, seven, 800 pounds, but I don't train to do that. It's just a personal challenge for myself. I think it's possible. Uh, I think Daniel Rijov, I don't know if his last name, Rijov did 100 reps, 225 pronated. So it is possible. I just, I just don't. Somebody else can do it. <laughs> I don't I don't train like that. Cody says, I was warming up today to bench and had a white hot pain, yikes, right in the middle of my chest, like deep in the sternum. Hmm. I couldn't even flex my chest. I took a pick hammer I used to do leverage work, pushed on it, and it popped when I – and then I was fine. Ooh. Okay. Dexter says, boss used to be evil twin. Then they swapped them to laminated katana. Now I have both. The new ones are way better. So I had, yeah, it used to, so that's, it, it's, it's gone both ways. So it used to be katana for years. Then it was evil twin. Now it's back to katana. Now that they're not doing evil twin anymore. I, I swear my two successful 900 pound full power squats way back were done in the original boss equipment. <clears throat> um, boss briefs, boss suit with Katana, obviously. Cody, that's weird, man. I don't know. I would, uh, that's, that's strange. I'm glad it feel, I'm glad you feel, it might've just been something tight or a little knot or something that just, you had to release it. Brandon, what's up? Uh, you still in the DMV area since you EAS'd? Oh yeah, we're still here. We never left. Um, I'm training at, Unleashed Strength Gym in Manassas, Manassas Park. I'm still in the area, bud. Haven't left. <laughs> uh, Jimmy, thank you for always responding to my questions. You're welcome. That's why I do this. A big help for the old man getting ready for an RPS meet to the end of January. Cool. I got to meet the beginning of February. So we're competing around the same time. Uh, Rupo is on here. What's up, John? Big John. You're like one of the he biggest human beings I've ever fucking met, dude, by the way. What if Julius Max got in a shirt and trained with you? That'd be fucking awesome. I'd be more than happy to teach him the ways. That'd be great. <clears throat> Jimmy answered this one. <laughs> That'd be great. That'd be fun. Let's see. They'd have to make a size 80 for Julius. Yeah, he's a large, large, large human being. Oh, shit. I'm going to catch up on YouTube here. Uh, Daniel did 225 for 100 in wraps. Oh, you mean like the... Yeah, he uses the elbow, PR elbow wrap things. I don't know what that is. Uh, also, I've heard you talk about long limb lifters needing stretchier material, but what about low-cut collars for long limb lifters? Low-cut collars. I think you're talking about, I mean, the SDPs are stretchy and they have low-cut collars. The collars don't matter much. It's really the construction of the shirt and the material being used. Uh, the low-cut collars are more just for adjustment purposes. Um, I know the SDP guys bench with the collars, which I don't fucking understand because if you use that collar too much, it stretches out immediately. Then katanas, you keep the collar high in your neck and you actually use 
the chest plate. If you need the collar for a heavier weight as a backup, you can pull the collar down to add more to the shirt, but you don't want to rely on the collar. But in SDPs, you do. Uh, I don't fuck. I don't know. I don't know how it works, but uh, low-cut collar shouldn't matter. It's all about the construction and the material. Stretchier material for long lifters. Uh, let's see. Cody says, I asked Julius personally once on IG about benching equipped. He had no interest and knew nothing about it. Well, vice versa. Same thing with Raw. I have no interest. And people don't fucking understand that shit. Why in the world? I am, I am, I am inching. Like, dude, like, Mike, competitively speaking, I'm only 80 pounds away from 1,400 pounds in the bench. And, it, and training lift talking, I'm only 37 pounds away from handling 1,500 pounds. Why would I want to go raw? I have no interest. The thing is, I'm not weak-minded enough to let people online negatively like push me like coerce me into doing something i'm not gonna i don't want to fucking do that's my my take on the matter like i'm, I'm going to do what i want to do for me now what it would take for me to go raw like to compete compete raw it would take me realizing coming to the conclusion that it is the best thing for me to do personally that's what it would take so i don't, I don't know i don't want i don't know what you want me to do see uh brandon says semper fi uh uh, you too (laughs) keep hitting big weights also can you rub your dogs tummy for me real quick uh he's on the bed behind you yeah he's back here i don't know if you can see (laughs) full display showing you all his nuts there you go i'm not (laughs) he's sleeping he can just stay there i think (laughs) he's just gonna stay there that's yeah that's a sign that your dog is extraordinarily comfortable, by the way. Let me see if like that. Rupo, are you competing at the WPO semifinals? Oh, interesting question. I hope you are. Cody says, I got an SCP a couple of weeks ago. It felt like absolute shit, and the shirt seemed stretched. Fuck. Wow. There, that's that's injury quality for you. Good God. Raw for you would put you at risk for injury. That's the thing, too, the injury part. That's a, that's a huge, now that you brought that up. That's huge because while I am still natural, because I might not always be natural, but for now, if I get a pec tear, if it's a really bad one where the tendon actually detaches, which is like a full rupture, I am fucked. Like I am not going to come back from that. Like I am so close to these goals, 14 and 1500 pounds. If I tear a pec, fuck up my shoulder, I'm not going to come back from that. If I do come back from that, it's going to take a very long time. I'm not going to risk it. Sorry. I'm not going to risk it because people online say I should. I'm just, you know what I mean? I'm not, it's just whatever. You don't like what I do? Tough. I I, I can't help you. I'm still going to do it no matter what. (laughs) I'm still going to bench in my slingers. I'm still going to bench in my shirts. So if you don't like it, I'm sorry. I can't help you. But, uh, Looking ahead, though, really cool, uh, really cool week we got coming up, though. So we are traveling, all three of us, him and her, we're traveling to Ohio uh, Wednesday morning. So Patreon and members on YouTube, uh, I'm not going to be lifting on Wednesday because we are traveling to Ohio. 
and then uh, going to lift at Blackstones on Thursday and Friday, my old stomping grounds, Blackstones of West Lafayette, Ohio. Saturday, we're going to drive to Amber's, Amber Hansen's in Dayton, which is about a two and a half hour drive, not fun. And then Sunday morning, we're going to go bench at Elite FTS. So that'll be fucking awesome. Get good footage of that. Um, she, I talked to her. I wasn't going to bench in my shirts because I'm like, oh, it's a whole new, brand new crew. Nobody's handled me before except for Amber. But I talked to her and she goes, hey, we got you. Like, we, we got you. We got safe benches, body savers. Like, we got you. So I'm going to bench Elite FTS in my shirts. I got hiccups real bad. Sorry, guys. Um, so that'll be cool. And then on Monday, next Monday, the 16th at 1 p.m., I am going on Table Talk Podcast with Dave Tate. I don't know if it's live. Um, it might be a pre-recorded deal. I think they're all live now. Okay. She thinks they're all live. So next Monday at 1 p.m., I will be going live on Table Talk. I am looking forward to that. Fuck yeah. I got to catch up. Give me a sec, guys. Oh, la, 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 la. Okay. Can you say the can you say the bit about using the collar too much on the SCP again? I couldn't hear very well. So SDP benchers, they have those collars that like swoop way down. They bench with the collars, which makes no sense to me being a katana guy. They actually bench, they're 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 supposed to bench with the giant thick ass collars. With katanas, I keep the collar up here in my neck so I can actually use the full chest plate of the shirt. If I need the collar for a backup, like, whoa, that was heavy. I'm going to need a little more shirt. Then I can pull that collar down a little bit, get a little more extra support. But for the most part, I keep the collar high. That's the difference. Like, I don't bench with the collar. I bench with the actual chest. And SDP guys use the collar for some reason. Uh, Cody says, now a couple months. Oh, nah, a couple months. Get right back. <laughs> Just kidding. About the pec tear. Yeah, it'd be... It'd be a while. It'd be a long time, and I'm not willing to risk it. Uh, la, 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 la. Justin says, are you going to try and do a heavy PR when you are with Amber and the rest? I might try to – I had an idea of trying to do like a – trying to triple 1,300 uh, from like a one or half board height, so I might try to do that. That would be kind of cool. just depends on if my if I can mitigate the pain and like I'm having a good day. <laughs> if all those things come into place, then I will – go for something i'm not going to handle like 1400 because that's a lot for a crew that i've never lifted with besides amber so i think i'll just handle like 12 to 1300 pounds zachary p mcdonald says i've been looking forward to the podcast with dave tate i have too i've been looking forward to it for the last couple of months since i got my invite so we're looking forward to that i, I like dave he's, he's funny uh dennis says what federation would you suggest to start multiply in uh rps or ipa APF is also good. They're, they're very strict when it comes to multiply. So if you want to uh, get a really good meet that upholds the standard very, very well, I would go with APF. Between those three, I mean, I'm an IPA guy. Um, I've done APF when I was a younger um, in Ohio, but there's no APF down here. So I do IPA a lot. I love IPA. They also have a good standard. RPS, good, good fed to get into as well. One of those three. Uh, oh, oh, that's why I always see people blow the collars off on the STP all the time. Yeah, because they're actually like benching with the collar. I recommend UPA. UPA is good. Yeah, I, I have, I have just haven't seen any UPA meets since so long. I did UPA up in Manor, Ohio. Uh, I forget the guy's name that ran it. He he turned into a monk after a while. I forget his fucking name. He's a weird guy. 
I did a UPA meet. UPA, APA, APF, IPA, RPS. Good, good multiply feds. Uh, so you're a crew at least they can't come with. No, they cannot. Uh, they can't come. I mean, they they did last time. They heard I was we were going home for an event for like a week, and then oh, then we're gonna go to Elite FTS, <coughs> Elite FTS and bench. And they're like, well, we want to bench Elite FTS. I'm like, well, nothing says you can't. So they came up with us. Uh, but this trip, I think they're staying back. I don't think they can afford to make the trip up. Yeah, Cody says one that doesn't use ER rack benches. If the Federation uses combo racks, fuck that. Go to a meet that uses actual real equipment, like real benches. ER benches are just fucking garbage. I don't care about brand either. I don't care if it's ER or Texas Strength or a ghost equipment. It's a combo rack. A pile of dog shit covered in sprinkles is still a pile of dog shit. Sorry. Uh, 440 reverse raw for 20 is possible for you in the future. Um, Christ, I don't 200 kilos for 20 reps. I've done 405 for 20 on a few occasions, but 440 that's I'm not going to say it's impossible because I was taught to not believe in limits, but I also have to be realistic. It might be possible, I'd have to actually work, work for it which right now I have no value in doing high rep raw. So maybe in the future, but not like right now. Uh, someone said, uh, Alex or a 10, a two ten says, uh, thoughts on the SPF for equip benching. Um, not bad. The problem is most of the SPF meets do not have the body savers on the bench. I don't know that if I was this, if someone asked me this last week, if I was the CEO of powerlifting, there is no such thing, but Hypothetically speaking, if I was the CEO of powerlifting, the one rule change I would make in the bench, it came down to the pads being 14 inches wide or body savers being a requirement. I would make it like, we'll say illegal to not have body savers on your bench and also to not have them adjusted for each lifter. That's what I would fucking change. And the SPF meets don't use them. And Tony Carlino was benching in the SPF last year sometime and dumped 1115 into his fucking belly went right down arms shot up like this the bars on his 1115 pounds is on his fucking belly spotters didn't catch it nobody savers i said tony as a friend as someone who cares about you god fucking damn it do not mention a fed that doesn't use fucking body savers you are too valuable you are too good of a guy care about yourself a little bit more because the federation will give a fuck about you if they don't use body savers i told them that like no shit so that's my opinion <laughs> long opinion hybrid on youtube are there any source of information that you know like books to research equipped lifting yes uh west side has a lot of books uh go to the west side site there's tons of books by louis simmons i'm pretty sure Dave has them on Elite FTS too. There you go. Elite FTS has ebooks. You can check those out as well. I I don't read like ever, so I get most of my information from the internet and or just uh, people I know. Let's see. World slowest bench. When you return to full power, what are your goals to to hit for all three? I would like to hit 12, 11, and seven because I can't deadlift to save either one of my nuts. So I'm going to have to build a total off of the first two. 
I want to squat 12, bench 11, and pull I pull seven. I'm just not built to deadlift. I'm sorry. Those are my goals. Uh, Justin, I crap my pants mentally when I have a spotter that I don't know. Yeah, I can adjust. I mean, I, I'm Matt Smith, Dave Tate, Amber's there. I've met all three of them. It's, you know, it's going to be a good crew. There's body savers on the bench. Like, it's it's lead FTS equipment. It, it'll be fine. Bench days are always with my buddy that knows how to spot me. Smart man. Uh, how are the entries for the Kolb Scholarship going so far? We've got, like, 15, 20. Yeah, probably close to 20. We have almost 20 entries so far for the Kolb Strong Scholarship. We raised $12,000. Uh, we're going to sponsor 12 young athletes between the ages of 13 to 23. The teenage and junior divisions for the for the powerlifting, um, we're close to twenty. We had our first female sign up uh, so far. It's we're already it's the eighth, so we're accepting entries until the thirty first. Uh, then once we get them all, we're gonna review all of them in a board between us and like four other people, and figure out which you know which twelve need it the most, and then write thousand dollar checks and send them out. <laughs> Uh, Dimas, Dimitri Golovinsky did 440 for 20 and 19, and I never see more. Believe this 20 plus is possible only for you. I appreciate that. I think I think there's other more capable people who can do it. Um, it's going to be a goal that I have to really, like I said, focus on and train for. It's just right now I just don't have any value with it. Caleb Kahn, I'm getting my first slingshot this week. Should I still throw in a raw bench day to assist days? I use a slingshot or just stick to the one bench day. Bench twice a week. One day a week is not enough, and three days a week is overtraining. So twice a week, slingshot day and a raw day. I asked you that question. Not sure what. Hmm. Which question? Not sure what you mean. Dexter, can you... Kind of describe the difference in muscle firing and bands versus poly. You said it's going to take some time to get back to poly. Yeah, um, in band shirts, there's a lot less need. You still have to do it when it gets heavy enough, but there's a tendency to just press and not necessarily like extend out of the bottom. In polys, you have to fire with the triceps and extend, so extend out. And I got into a poly like five months ago, just kind of fucking around, playing around. I was not benching correctly. I was pushing on the wake off to the top. I, I couldn't lock it out because I wasn't firing with the triceps. So it will take a transition time to get back into poly benching mode when I decide to do that. Justin says, would you ban the Forbidden Federation if it was up to you? No, I wouldn't because it gives me shit to laugh at. <laughs> no, I would, I would leave it. I would just, it gives me shit to laugh at. Anthony Poole says, opinion on overkill gear. Everything is custom made. Cool. Uh, if you can get it in a timely manner, I mean, I've heard horror stories of waiting like up to six months to get a piece of equipment from, from him. So I don't really know about that. I have zero personal experience in overkill, so I cannot talk much about it. A lot of people like it and use it. I have never tried it because I've been with Anderson for 13 years. Um, I think it's good if you can get it in a timely manner. That's that's the biggest thing. So, yeah, good option, I think. Let's see. I forgot my katana the other day. Better in it exclusively for a year. Threw in a band. And I was like, holy shit, what's going on? Yeah, it is extraordinarily different. 
Cody says, when you're on Table Talk, can you give me a plug as a retarded friend that broke his arm and came back? AJ did it for me. Yeah, I, I'm sure I'll remind me up until that day because I'm like an old man. I tend to forget shit. So just DM me and remind me. Or text, whatever you want to do. Teach me to master the katana. I'll teach you to master the deadlift wedge. I get so much out of my deadlift briefs. Bro, I just, I can't deadlift. I, I'm not, I just, I'm not built for it, bro. I just can't do it. On top of that, I'm so immobile. I'll just, I'll turn this down for a sec. Oop, no, not like that. Hang on, hang on. Got a malfunction here. Turn, ah, there we go. When I go to pronate, like set my hands, so I'll set my pronated hand first, or sorry, supinated. When I go to turn to grab the bar with the other hand, my grip opens. My hand wants to do this. I cannot keep my hand supinated. I set it. As soon as I let go and I turn my hand, when I lose the deadlift, I lose it because it slips out of my fingers right here. I cannot hold a bar supinated. I can't do it. It's just, it's just, and then they, so the answer is like, oh, well, just hook grip. I can't hook grip. My hands are too fucking small and too damn thick from all the years of heavy benching. I can't hook grip. I can grab like, I can just touch the edge of my thumb when I try to hook grip. I can't actually get a full set. So I'm screwed. I might have to work. I don't know if it's show, shoulder immobility or what it is, but I, so I, when I do deadlift, I use straps. I'm that guy because I, I have no choice. <laughs> Hybrid says, when handling big weights, what does your unracker do to make the unrack perfect? Communication and practice, practice, practice is what it's been. My crew can hand off anything and it will not wobble at all. So, they, you know, one, two, up, is guiding them. Out, 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 release. They let go at the same exact time. Like not one guy lets go slow and one guy lets go. They know how to get their hands off the bar. Like each each of them on the side release at the exact same time, the exact same way. The center guy stays on their bar for one extra second just to steady it. If there is a little bit of wobble, he'll steady it for me. Then he'll let go. Uh, that's how it works. That's It's awesome. And then someone asks, thoughts on metal for multiply shirts? Uh, I don't think they're good shirts. I've not seen a lot of big benches and, and multiplier uh, and uh, metal shirts. I have no experience with the metal ace. I've not, I've never even, I've touched, I've like held a metal shirt, but I've never used one. All I know is the biggest bench ever done in a metal shirt was Vincent DeZenzo's 900 or 910. That's the biggest bench ever done in a, in a, in a multiply metal. Uh, Chad Ikes was benching in the 800s, but it's I don't think they're good shirts. I just don't. I, their suits are legendary, but I don't think their shirts are anything good. Justin Defari says, is AMREP April a thing this year? Yeah, we're going to do that again, I think. It's going to be kind of cool. I know a powerfitting coach benching five times a week. Well, that's fucking stupid. <laughs> what do you do with your old gear that you don't use anymore? Um I keep it. I, I keep my keep hands on it. Sometimes if it's if I really can't use it ever again, I'll give it away. I'll, I'll just give it to somebody. I'll give it to one of my training partners. Like, hey, can you use this? Hey, does it fit you? Here you go. Oh, Paul says overkill squat suit and briefs are the best. Shirt is a nightmare to touch in. I've heard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I just okay, I, I got to catch up. I'm sorry, guys. Uncle Scott told me nobody cares about your deadlift. That sounds about right. 
my hands are too thick to hook. That's amazing. Well, it's fucking true. I, I can't, dude. It's fucking impossible. I've tried. Trust me. I kind of like metal, but I'm only 600 plus. Don't say you're only. like you, You're at 600. Fuck, that's a big bench. Does the Titan Red Ram break in like the Orange Ram? It's so stiff, brand new. Does the Titan Red Ram? What? Red and orange. Titan Red Ram. The red. Oh, you must be talking about the... Uh, it's got the, the Titan uh, Gold. The... Uh, what do they call the... Signature Gold wraps. The kind of the red and yellow. Does the Titan Red Ram break in like the orange? No, it's it's stiff. No, it's stiff as a board, and it will not break in like a like a normal ram. It's very very fucking stiff. <laughs> uh, supercharged versus the oh okay supercharged. No, the supercharged ram is extraordinarily stiff, very hard to break in. I promise. Supercharger, yeah, <laughs> very 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 fucking stiff. Chris Lancaster on YouTube. Hey Jimmy, what are some of your Go-to triceps exercises for dumbbell tricep movements. Are you going heavy, low reps, or high reps? So to answer the second question, I do both. I do high reps and low reps. I train for absolute strength, but also muscular endurance. If you have absolute strength under a max load, but only lasts a couple of seconds, what does it matter? You have to be able to make your strength last a long time because your max effort bench might take 5, 10, maybe 15 seconds to complete. So you have to make sure that strength can last a long time. You have to be able to grind over a long period of time. Because if your max, if you can't, you know, your max, if, it, if your bench looks like this, it's not a max bench. Your max bench is going to be a fucking grinder. So I do both. I do high rep and low rep. My go-to tricep movements are reverse grip bench, RGBP, uh, tricep floor extension, so dead stop floor extension with an easy curl bar and single arm tricep pulley extensions real fucking heavy those are the three i recommend the most okay do you have multiply recommendations um a lot of people like the sdps uh but for me personally i would steer you towards uh, a multiply titan f6 uh it's a thinner material than a katana a little bit easier to break in it's a little bit stretchier so titan f6 multiply is a good shirt Katanas are great shirts, single ply, but multiply, they become fucking assholes. So I wouldn't recommend a multiply katana. You want a katana, go single ply. Here's the thing is un until somebody benches at least 1,121 pounds in a multiply, I can say, I can take it to the bank. I think single ply is superior to multiply. That's my, that's my, my big thing. I think that uh, if you wear a single ply correctly, and Ken Anderson told me this when I was 19 years old, if you wear a single ply correctly, it can rival or surpass anything multiply. And if my 1,120 pound single ply bench is not proof of that, I don't know what is. So, I mean, if you want to go multiply, that's great. F6s, Furies, um, maybe a double ply katana at most if you wish. Uh, the Evil Twins were supposed to be good, but they weren't. Um, maybe start with something used. Go on eBay or Multiply Powerlifting on, on Facebook and look for used equipment. Don't spend all your money on a brand new piece of Multiply equipment. Use Buy something used first. Uh, that way it's cheaper. It's somewhat broken in. It'll be easier to learn. So those that's my 
uh, recommendations there. Uh, I got to catch the fuck up. I'm so far behind. Zach says, just got to compete in a strongman deadlift competition so you can use straps or that rare powerlifting meat that allows you to use straps for the deadlift. Okay. Yeah, that's, yeah. I, straps are funny because it's a piece of equipment that does not aid in the upward force of a barbell, as does a squat suit, a deadlift suit, a bench shirt, a ram, uh, knee wraps, technically, because they're binding up behind the knee and uh, they're elastic, you know. Straps just allow you to hang onto the bar. They don't aid an upward force of the bar at all, but they're illegal. <laughs> uh, Mark says, just bought my new Bencher 2-ply Super Katana from Anderson Powerlifting. All right. You're my first, he says. Okay, cool. I hope you, uh, let's see, just bought my first Bencher 2-ply Super Katana from Anderson Powerlifting. I uh, hope you use my code to save 10%. If you go through Anderson Powerlifting, make sure you use Kolb Strong. Anderson Powerlifting, use Kolb Strong, saves you 10%. It's not a commission thing. I do not get paid from Anderson. It just shows Anderson that, like, you know, which of their athletes is, like, you know, directing sales. It just it helps me with them on, on a personal basis, but I do not get commission from the 10% discount. That's purely money off for you. Someone says, morning, sir. Well, evening. How are you doing? Yeah, Mike says, reverse grip benches are king of tricep exercise. I thoroughly agree. I'm trying not to wave at y'all. I'm just trying to scroll. Sorry. I used your code. All right. Fantastic. Good. I'm glad you did. Uh, good. That's awesome. <laughs> Let's see. Dimaz says, dips, weight, weighted dips is good for bench. Some people swear that the, that the weighted dip is great for building a big bench. I hate dips. I could dip. I was 200 pounds, 220, and I could dip with like 645s between my legs. And it never helped my bench. Overhead pressing and dips are on the same level with me in terms of uselessness for the bench. For me, I keep saying for me. Uh, if you find success with doing dips, then by, by me, all means, please fucking do it. I think I would have more success with a dip if I set the, uh, the arms way down and I was only dipping like, like that bottom quarter for like a really gnarly tricep lockout exercise that might help me. But as far as full range dips, I think they're horrible for your shoulders. I was in pain all the time and my bench did not go anywhere. Total load. I mean, you're talking about 220 pounds plus six, seven forty-fives. I mean, seven forty-fives is three fifteen plus two twenty. You're talking about over five hundred pounds in working weight with your body weight included. That's a lot. But no, my bench never went anywhere with the dips. It just my my dip weight could go up, but my bench never went anywhere. So I don't like dips. I think they're useless. Let's see. Justin asks, are you able to bench more reps reverse grip than normal grip? It depends. If I'm in a piece of equipment, I can bench more pronated, normal grip. If I'm raw, when I am, which is not very often, I can bench more reps reverse. Um, I, I, all my all my rep PRs with, let's see, I've done 225 for 73, 315 for 40, and 405 for 20. I think I did 500 for 10 at one point, maybe nine or 10 reps. It's all reverse, all reverse grip, all triceps, just tricep movement. So yeah, I am in love with the reverse grip bench. It has changed my career for the better. I, I encourage everybody to try benching backwards. 
just try it. Um, if you can't grab the bar full supinated position, I'm trying to find something. I don't have a pen near me. I'm going to use this pair of scissors as my barbell. Cool. <laughs> if you can't do the full reverse, grab the bar between these two fingers, just like that. Bench like that. It'll change your fucking life. That changed my career for the better. Gotta be careful, right? I don't have eye protection. <laughs> Let's see. Dirty Bird says, I'm sure you have been asked this a lot, but what weight do you work up to before shirting up? Sometimes I'll start using slingers as early on as like one to two plates. Sometimes I'll work up to 500 without, well, just raw, 500 raw, just for a warm up purpose. It really depends. If I feel like shit, if something hurts, um, I'll put a slinger on as, as early as one plate. Um, and my, the members here on YouTube, as, as long as my uh, Patreon patrons can see that, every time I go to shirt up, sometimes I shirt up early, slinger early, sometimes I don't. Depends on how I'm feeling. It, it's, it really depends on how I'm feeling that day. Justin says, I'm going to bench 1500 reverse grip now. Kidding. <laughs> Don't kid yourself. I mean, any, anything's possible, bud. I don't believe in limits. I've said that many times. Uh, let's see. Uh, would you be willing to sell any of your old gear? I'm currently outgrowing any SDP. I can really find any used 58s to 60s on the secondhand groups. Can't really afford a brand new one. I'm currently outgrowing my STP. I can't really find any used 58s to 60s. Um, I don't have a hell of a lot of polys like lying around anymore at the moment. I don't think any of them would fit you because I am in the 40s. All of my shit is in the 40s. My single plies are like 46s and 48s. My double plies are 48s and 50s. Um, so I don't have a lot. And the thing is, too, and I, I, I would feel guilty. Here's the thing. I get all my equipment for free with Anderson Powerlifting. Been an athlete with them for 13 years. So I'm not going to take something for free and then turn around and sell it. That's, you know, that's, that's shitty of me. I'm not going to do that. You know, Anderson, that, that caught anything they send to me or any of their sponsored athletes cost them money. And then for me to turn around and sell it and get profit out of it is not, it's not, it's not good. So I'm, uh, so I'm not, I'm not going to be able to do that. If I had bought something, I wouldn't feel guilty about like selling it to anybody, but I'm not going to take something I got for nothing and sell it. And that's, that's shitty of me. Um, but yeah, exciting, exciting news and everything. I'm, I'm really excited for the next week. Like I said, we're going to be at Elite FTS. Uh, we're doing the Table Talk podcast on Monday the 16th. Not, not tomorrow. Monday the 16th, a week from tomorrow, now 1 p.m. Look for the Table Talk podcast. I'm pretty sure, I mean, I think Katie just said a little while ago that it's all live now. There's no, like, pre-recorded. It's all just live. So I'm really looking forward to talking to, uh, talking to Dave Tate. Smash Cox says, yes, me and the guys call that grip the eagle grip. Feels amazing, blows up the triceps. You are absolutely correct. Some people call it the talon grip, the fork grip. I just call it the reverse modified reverse grip. I just, it's, you know, it's not pronated. It's, it's reverse. I'm not a full reverse. It's very close. I cannot supinate with a barbell. I cannot hold a barbell. I can't do super. I can't do reverse grip pull downs. I can't do reverse grip rows. I can't do reverse grip anything with a barbell. I cannot supinate a fixated to a straight barbell. My, my joints, my physiology won't fucking allow it. It's just not possible anymore. That's okay, though. <laughs> That's fine because <coughs> I 
I think supinating with a barbell is one of the worst things you could possibly do for your joints, your elbows and your wrists. They don't like that. So I, I don't, I don't, so I, I don't even do extensions with a straight bar anymore because of how bad it is for your joints. So don't, I don't recommend that. Cody right there. Okay. There you go. I have a 62 SDPO and cell and possibly a 60. Okay. So that was for, I believe, yeah, Junior Enrique. Okay, so there you go. My boy Cody out in Washington State has some SDPs he would sell to you. Coach Bob on YouTube says, favorite training day, meal, pre-workout. Uh, pre-workouts I don't use because they're I just don't have, I don't get anything out of them. Uh, pre, uh, let's see, training day, meal. Yeah, so like when I wake up in the morning for like bench day, we bench at nine o'clock in the morning on Saturdays. I wake up, I start drinking my element sodium water, which I drink that throughout the entire week though. I drink I drink this every single day. Um I'll have an apple, maybe a cliff bar, a couple of bags of gummies, and then take off, go to the gym. And I drink the element on the way there. That's about it. Now Throughout the week, I train in the evenings primarily, except for Tuesdays. I train in the in the morning. Um, I'll eat anything and everything in the world. I'll go drive throughs. We'll cook. We'll make chicken, rice, pasta, um, just anything. I, I was on the the weight gainer for a while for extra calories. I haven't been on weight gainer since I bombed out of my meat in November. I haven't taken weight gainer the entire month of December or January yet. I'm going to get back on that this week. I got weight gainer actually ordered and being sent to Ohio where we're staying. So when we arrive, my weight gainer should be there. Uh, get to get those calories a little bit higher, my weekly calorie intake. But for now, it's just I kind of eat whatever I want, do whatever I want. Mike says Chinese and MSG. I'm allergic to MSG. Yeah, I almost went into anaphylactic shock last night MSG. There was a, a uh, Chinese buffet at our, at our hometown in Ohio and the, the original owners used MSG in their food and I almost went into shock one day when they got new owners and they stopped using MSG and now I'm fine so I cannot take MSG nope that was bad for me Justin says how long do bench sessions last or training in general oh fuck man uh Saturday benches we start at nine in the morning and sometimes we don't leave till two or three in the afternoon so they're long. Uh, my Tuesday, my t- I was at the gym today from 11 to f- 4, 11 to 3, 11 to 4. That was five hours. I was squatting and shit. Uh, Tuesday mornings for back, my back thickness day, I'll, I'll be in the gym from 10 o'clock in the morning till 2 or 3 in the afternoon. So it's, it's, uh, they're long. It, it's not, it's, 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 a, it's a, I'm committed that day to what I'm doing. Dr. A is still epic. Uh, I've been benching for four years. All my other exercises have doubled since I was 15. My bench has barely budged. Okay. That's an easy fix. That's an easy fix. You just need to change everything you're doing. Uh, your body has learned uh, whatever you're, you've been doing to it, and uh, your, your body is smart, and it's like, hey, I'm not going to respond to this anymore. You have to do the things that are hard. You know, you got a very short story. I'll, I'll make it as short as possible. I was at a gym here in Manassas. It's called The Shop. It's, it's fucking, it's a gross gym uh, ran by not so good people. 
there was a guy there and, you know, it's, it's a USAPL dominant gym. So of course, you know, whatever. And this guy came up to me once and like, nobody talked to me. It was very strange. This guy approached me in the first place. Nobody talked to me at that fucking gym. And, uh, he walked up to me and said, Hey man, my bench is stuck. I've been stuck at 350 for like a year and a half. And I was like, a year and a half. He's like, yeah, it's like 350. Okay. I said, how do you train? Well, I do SBD. I'm like, oh God, Jesus Christ. I'm like, okay, that sucks. I, I said, okay, well, what, do you, how, when's the last time you bench with like a really narrow grip? He's like, I never do that. I'm like, okay, red flag. I said, when's the last time you did like a floor press? Never. Okay, red flag. When's the last time you did incline? He's like, never. I'm like, oh, red flag. Okay, cool. So I said, okay, cool. Let's walk over to the, I'm going to take you to the incline bench real quick. I want to try something with you. So mind you, he benches 350, okay? ER rack, USAPL, all the whatever. And I took him to the incline bench. I said, okay, I want you to test how much you can do with incline and a close grip, like trigger fingers touching the smooth of the bar. Incline. He he couldn't do, he, he missed 185. About just a hair over 50% of his flat max he he missed it he could not bench 185 i said hey man well you have some very obvious weaknesses that you need to address you should not be missing 185 close grip on incline maxing at 350 and he goes oh, all right thanks bro and he walked away never talked to me again so i don't you know he he, he found what he sucked at he found what he wasn't good at and he didn't want to do it. So you, you have you have to do the shit that's hard. You have to do the shit that you suck at. I'm not trying to say you suck at anything. I'm not trying to be offensive. I'm just saying like you have to everybody has shit they hate and they suck at. I do. You know, I've been lifting for 18 years. You have to do that. Uh let's see. Dimas, who is your personal mentor in reverse grip? Uh nobody. Uh I did I did have a, an old training partner. They've since moved far, far away who kind of threw the idea in my head. I was just talking about reverse grip one day and I said, man, I just can't fucking do it. My wrists hurt too goddamn bad. Oh, it fucking hurts. And he's like, Hey, I've seen people bench holding the bar between these two fingers. You could try that. I was like, cool. Tried it. Never went back. So I, so he, he, he didn't even show me. He just told me that he's seen people bench like this. And I, I've been doing it ever since. So I don't have anybody mentor me with that grip. It's all, it's been me this whole time. Sorry, last question. I am having trouble with touching in the shirt. How often should I practice touching in my shirt? You should practice every single week until you finally do it. Um, bench every single week. So if you have two bench days a week, bench in your shirt one day a week and practice, get a successful touch. Do it every single week until you finally do it and learn how to do it correctly. Then you can back off, do your board work, do your floor press work, do your whatever, but you have to make that weight touch. So practice one day a week. Make the weight touch. You have to get it down. Let's see. Thomas says, RGBP, best way to learn that extension versus pressing. Yes, I've also heard 645 for dips instead of 645s. Oh, <laughs> yeah, 645-pound plates. My bad. <laughs> Cody says, I'm eating that shit right now. And yep, it feels like it's killing me. Oh, don't do that, Cody. That shit's bad for you. Yeah, Justin Jafari, five to six hours is me throwing and the gym combined. Oh, oh yeah, you're a thrower. Oh, hell yeah. Steak and potatoes is Mike's favorite. Uh, big Adam Hawkins was coached by Mike Wolf before he passed. Any good stories for his team 
with you guys. Um, yeah, I got a good story about Mike Wolf. So we were up at the uh, Can-Am Bench Wars 2012. Uh, Mike Wolf was there. Roger Ryan was there. Ken Anderson was there with a the booth. I was there. Uh, Clay Brandenburg was there. He wasn't competing, but he was there. And I was benching. I was benching single ply, and I was benching at a time where I wasn't uh, too smart. No body savers on the bench. It was uh, free-floating, like a Forza bench, no face savers. And on my opener, uh, I was benching 909. I, I had just a few months prior to this bench 903 for the first time in single ply uh, at 21 years old. So I'm still 21 years old at this point, I'm pretty sure. I might have, I might have just turned 22. And uh, I was opening up at 909 to surpass my own mark. Um, and I got the press call and I'm pressing and I'm going and I'm going further and further over my face. So I get to like the last two inches, one inch, and I threw it into the supports and it went right down to the bench. And as long as my hair is right here, it took hair off my head. Cause mostly bald at that point. I didn't have the Mohawk, but it took hair off my head, went right down to the bench the head spotter had walked far away to get out of the, the judge's way. He ran up. He grabbed the center of the bar as it landed and it pinned his hand to the bench. And he stuck there with 909 on his fucking hand. Side spotters couldn't, didn't grab it, nothing. Clay Brandenburg got up on the stage, started cussing those guys out, bitching them out. You need to lace your fucking fingers and follow that bar. You're supposed to keep these lifters safe and just start chewing them a fucking new one. And Katie saw it. She jumped out of her fucking skin. And Mike Wolf come up behind her, grabbed her, and pulled her into his chest. And like, oh, held her like this. Like, it's okay. It's okay. He's fine. It's okay. And she's like, you know, she's in, in here like this. And he just, like, was holding her, sobbing and crying. He's holding her like this and letting her cry into his fucking tits. And so and I, I tried the same weight two more times. I, I, was, I was like, oh, repeat. You know, I was like, I'm fine. It didn't hurt me. So, yeah, that was the one story I have with Mike Wolf. <laughs> it was it was not a good day. I bombed out. I bombed out of the Can-Am Bench Wars uh, twice. I never went back. 2012, 2014, I bombed out both times. And I was like, ah, I'm not doing this beat anymore. Yeah, not, not good. It was in Detroit. It was up in Detroit. Justin says you're joking. Nope. I don't know what I'm joking about. I forget what I said. Not sure what I'm joking about. Let's see. Anthony Clark, what's going on, Jim? What's up, Matt? Yeah. Shot put discus and hammer. Oh, cool. Cool beans. I did shot put and discus. I sucked at discus. I was pretty good at shot put in high school. Jim, remember when we had the touch low, not high conversation? That helps with touching. Yeah, touch low. Touch low on the belly. Don't don't try to touch high or anything. That's right. Thanks, Jimmy. Loved hearing that. Missing Mike and love hearing stories. These stories, even if, if you got appreciate it, brother. Yeah, no problem, bud. Even if a bad day, yeah. <laughs> the guy missing 185. Oh, yeah, no, that, that's not a joke. I'm being totally serious about that story. Yep. He could not bench. What? Now, granted, it was a very, very close grip. It was trigger fingers on the smooth. But he was maxing it 350 on the flat bench and could not do any. I'm not, I'm not. That's a true fucking story. Yep. Matt says, I never met Mike in person. I talked to him online a handful of times, and he always seemed like a very nice, sincere guy to me. He was an awesome guy. He was just wholesome and friendly and just loved loved lifting. I mean, he had West Side on his fucking forearms, for Christ's sake. I mean, he was just a monster. I remember when he made headlines because he benched like 820 or 835, but he weighed like 400 pounds. 
he lost 60 pounds and benched like 860. So he lost a shitload of weight and then benched more than he ever did. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's, the sport lost a good one. I, I really, yeah, he was a good guy. Yep. Dimaz, Mike O'Hearn said that Anthony Clark, 800 pounds, is his mentor and teach him for this. Yeah, Anthony Clark, I mean, he wasn't, he, he was credited with the first 800-pound bench in history, but it was it was declined shortly after he did it. The first actual 800-pound bench was done by Ryan Canelli in 2002. I want to make sure that's very, very clear. Uh, Anthony Clark was not per- the first person to bench 800. It was Ryan Canelli. But, yes, Anthony Clark, um, he inspired me to do it, although I didn't – I. I wasn't taught by him. I, I could never bench like him because, again, my, my wrists, my forearms wouldn't let me do it. But yeah, he is, he is the one who made it popular. He is the one that made that style of benching, like, known. So I can really thank him for that. I don't know why it's not more popular. I don't I don't understand. Matt asks, what was the reason Anthony Clark's bench was declined? If you watch the – if you, you can watch the video on YouTube, but he gets it up and he's struggling, then I think he goes back or he goes down and they take it from him and they called it good. Something about the lockout, like it was not a – he showed no control at the top. He he was getting it up and he missed it and they kind of took it from him and they gave it to him right away, but I think it was turned down shortly thereafter. You have to watch the video to see it for yourself. Um, yeah, Ryan gets fired up when people say that too. Yeah, well, that's, you know, that's why he got kind of upset with uh, the Baddest Bencher because the Baddest Bencher has that intro video where it talks about like the first six, seven, eight, nine, and a thousand pound benches, and the and they put Anthony Clark up there. And Ryan's like, you know, I told Tiny, like, hey, dude, like, I was the first to do 800, and that never got corrected. So he's been ticked off about that for a while. But Ryan Canelli is the first man to bench 800 pounds ever. Anthony Clark was close. Yeah. Mike, Jamie Harris was very close. Um, they went back and forth in the 90s, you know, 710, 715, 725, 730, 735, all the way up. They both were trying to bench eight. Neither one six, uh, officially did it, but Ryan Kennelly did it in 2002. And Ryan's my fucking hero, by the way. I never knew, but never knew why. I always knew, but never knew why. Yeah, you have to, again, you have to look at the video. Uh, maybe Kenny, because Kenny just hopped on here. Uh, we're wondering. Uh, what was the reason why Anthony Clark's 800-pound bench got turned down? I, I know that uh, he benched 800 in a meet. It counted for like a few seconds, and then it got turned down. So I don't know if Kenny Sellers can uh, shed a little bit more light on that story. Um, I just said it was not a completed lift. Like he he didn't lock it out. He wasn't steady. They took it from him early. I don't know if you could if you know anything about that, Kenny. Amber's on here too. Uh, oh, Lath Smith says that 800 for 25 was fucking nuts. Uh, most people can't even total that on two lifts. Well, it's, it's just, it's whatever. It's just a personal, personal challenge to myself is why I did it. When did you start powerlifting? I started competitive powerlifting in 2008 or 2009. I forget which year exactly. I have to go back and look. Let's see. Cody Plum. Ryan deserves a lot. Of credit for being a pioneer on the bench. Everyone wanted to be Ryan, including me coming up. Good. I've been, I told Ryan like the first time I met him, the first I, I, I text him once in a while, my bro, like 
I I am doing this because I wanted to be you or I wanted to be like you. Like you are the one, you are the reason why I am doing this. Um, I have a lot of personal respect for Ryan Canelli. Just his unadulterated fucking badass domination in the sport for so many fucking years. Like it's unmatched to this day. It's so fucking cool. I, I, my search history is like SpaceX, you know, uh, powerlifting, yada, yada, Ryan Canelli, this Ryan Canelli, that Ryan Canelli. I just watch his shit all the fucking time. It's just awesome. Love him to death. Oh, there, there will never be a bencher like Ryan Canelli ever. It's not going to happen. Uh, yeah, we're excited to see you too, Amber. We're going to spend, uh, Saturday night and Sunday night at your place, if that's cool. Uh, us and uh, Wizzle Tits here. Let's see. There he is. <laughs> Fast asleep. Um, so, yeah, if you don't mind, we'll be there for a couple of nights, if you're okay with that. Well, obviously. She already I, well, I know. I just wanted to double check. How often should I implement the reverse claw grip that you talk about in your podcast and my program for triceps? All the time. In my opinion, you should do it all the time. I, if I'm not in a protective piece, like a slinger or a bench shirt, I reverse grip. I do that full time. Even at, even at competitions where I'm warming up for a competition, I reverse grip all the time. And Kenny says, I think you're correct. And Anthony turned the lift, even though it got white, turned down the lift, even though it got white lights. Okay. That's good integrity. I like that. You can just tell from talking to Ryan on Benchmark TV, dude's just another person who, and sees everyone on eye level. <laughs> yeah. Stink bump. There he is. Fast asleep. Walter. Oh, Walter. Oh, he's awake. You can't fool me. <laughs> he was dead asleep. He was. Now he's awake. <laughs> oh, there he is. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, Ryan, I just, again, I can't talk enough about Ryan because of what, you know, I, I've just modeled myself after him for so many fucking years. You know, it's just, what an awesome person. Uh, Cody says having Ryan hand off and Scott being head judge cheering me on was a bucket was on was bucket list shit last year. I thought you said bucket of shit. I'm like, why <laughs> was it not a good meet? Yeah. Bucket list. I remember the, the picture you sent me. Uh, it was you and Scott and Ryan all in the same. I still have the picture on my phone. I'm pretty sure. I hope I do. Oof. But uh, yeah, that was cool. Uh, hey y'all, we've been doing this for over an hour and a half. I don't want to take up everybody's night for too long. I've had a lot of uh, engagement. I really appreciate everybody. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and call it. Uh, again, hey, we got the Cold Strong Scholarship. We got 12 athletes being sponsored this year. We're accepting applications from Young Bucks, 13 to 23-year-olds, year uh, competitive powerlifters. They have to be competitive. They have to be like uh, being be able to find them like on open powerlifting or something, verifiable uh, competitive powerlifters, 13 to 23 years old. Um, if they want to apply, they can apply from now to the 31st of January. Uh, even if their first meet is like January 30th or 29th, or if they are 23 years and 364 days old, as long as before January 31st. So anyway, uh, yeah, I, I had a question down or a comment down here. So yeah, please, if they, if you know anybody of that age group, competitive powerful that wants to apply, have them apply. We have 12 spots where they could, uh, see you, Cody where they could be sponsored by a thousand dollars, thousand dollar check from us. So that happens every January. We cut checks in February or March and we raise money all year long through donations and also fundraisers. 
So we're very excited to host, uh, have 12 lifters sponsored this year. It's pretty cool. Uh, we, are, we will be in Ohio this week. We will be lifting at Blackstones and Elite FTS on Sunday. Podcast, uh, Table Talk podcast on Monday the 16th at 1 p.m. Looking forward to that. Tune in. Uh, we're happy to have you guys on there. Uh, have some good talking with Dave. And the last thing over here, Demas says reverse grip illegal. This is very sad. That grip is perfect. Uh, I don't know, but it's, it's illegal probably in the USPA, USAPL, IPF affiliated uh, federations. But I'm pretty like RPS told me it's legal. IPA said it's legal. APF, it might be legal. So the federations that matter to me anyway um, are, are it's legal. Now, I'm sure like IPF, USAPL has a problem with it, but I don't give a fuck about them. Uh, Thomas says, cheers, Jim. I'll spam your DM again before you go travel safe trip. All right, guys. Yeah. Uh, we'll be in Ohio all week. Uh, looking forward to it. We're going to leave Wednesday morning and uh, we'll have some fun up there. See family, see Amber and get to bench and leave FTS on Sunday and then table talk podcast on Monday. All right, everybody have a good rest of your Sunday. Have a good week. And then we will talk later. Have a good night, y'all.